bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So, in the last hour, we were talking about the whole sacrifice and what it takes in order to be successful in America, what it takes to be able to override all of the ridiculousness in life and and win. And so I'm starting to think that there are some industries that you just don't need to be in. And I'm thinking movies are one of them. The movie industry, the TV industry seems to, and and not the TV news industry. I'm talking about TV shows, movies, things like that. There's 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 something in the universe, something in the. What I don't understand what you mean. Just turn on a microphone. And, Do you um, mean like people of color? Do you mean black people shouldn't be in the industry? I think there's something going on in, and it's been going on since I was a kid, right? It's It's been going on for quite a while where there's, there's something that's spectacular and shiny and new and great about TV, being a TV star, being a movie star. But then there's a dark side. There's a, there's a dark side. Some people do it. Some people don't seem to do it. Other people fall into it. Other people don't seem to fall into it at all. From what I can see, I don't know. I'm sure there's some people that fall into certain dark things that are on the on the TV and movie side, and then other people don't. But there's there's something there, and I can't really put my finger on it. I can't really look at it. But but see. I'm saying all people, not just black people. I think that there's something there that causes people to sacrifice things that are important to them. Their families, their, 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 
I don't want to say their soul, but I guess I have to. So should <laughs> you mean like artificial intelligence? No. Should entertainment be only AI? How else do you see people you associate with on street? Well, it's it, first of all, it's recognizing that it's TV. It's not real. That the, you know, I, I think Sonia said it, the, the likes people get, the endorphin dumps people get when they, you know, oh, my God, they like me. They, you know, well, men, like, do you even know the people that liked something that you said are even real? Unless you actually know them. At some point, we have to recognize that social media is not real. Social media is just that. It's social because we like to call it that because it had great branding, but it's the media. And there are certain inherent problems with the media when it's done wrong. We here on The Truth try to do it right. But there's something about Hollywood. There's something about about the sacrifice you have to make. The changes that people like. When did Tiffany Haddish start wearing? Like, did she wear it for a TV show? Blonde hair. Like, when did we start exercising our personal selves to the point of looking bizarre? Now, you got a right to do it. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm going to say she'd have a right to wear blonde hair. But when we start to take on the accoutrements of mainstream white society, you ready? Of rich mainstream white society. When I was younger, I used to always say the same thing. So I thought about being successful. I thought about what you have to sacrifice and give up. And I watched all these people getting divorced and losing their families and kids on drugs and all that. And I figured, yeah, that part's not for me. But when I used to look at when things went bad for people and you look at what people were doing at the time, I said to myself, well, that was the easy fix. Don't do that. Right. So if you're going to go flying your experimental plane, what's his name? John Denver, the singer. If you're going to fly an experimental plane, that means you got to have some money to build and fly an experimental plane. So when your experimental plane crashes, guess what? So you, when you fly private all the time and you don't put certain things in place, certain safety measures, and your ego gets the best of you, you fly in private like Aaliyah and your plane crashes because you want all your luggage. You want what you want and you're in charge. And the pilot didn't have the temerity to stand up and say, well, then you need to fly yourself back. I don't care if I'm fired. I'm out. And every single person on the plane perished. Or you're in the Kennedy family and you're playing what? Football. On skis. And they tell you, hey, you shouldn't be playing football on skis. And the what, what's the name of the person? The, the safety person that, that skis around and... Hey, y'all need to stop doing that. And so you think, hey, it'll be cool. And you play football on skis on the side of a mountain, on a slope, run into a tree, crash, and kill yourself trying to catch football.
Isn't that what happened to Sonny Bono? So we do things that don't make any sense, but then it's the only thing that you can do. (laughs) If you didn't have money, you wouldn't be doing it. Sonny Bono's was just an accident. The Kennedy kid died when they were playing football and he ran into a tree. Sonny Bono went skiing by himself in the afternoon, January 5th of 1998, in a wooded area, hit a tree and died. Michael Kennedy, son of Robert F. Kennedy. Neither one of them have helmets on. Think of the ways that things happen to rich people. Now, I'm not saying that's not a reason to be rich. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Being rich is okay. Taking chances because you have the money to take the chance, that's the problem. And we in America have to take a step back and start looking at things that we're giving up. Are we making these people idols to look up to when we should not? I think Denzel Washington is a phenomenal actor. Looks to be a phenomenal husband. Is he a father? A phenomenal dad? But I don't think as an actor, he's a person to look up to for any kind of moral guidance. Because he's an actor. Now, if I saw some glimpses of other things in his life that showed me. Now, watch this. I can lend it that way because I've heard him speak. I've heard him speak at graduations. And some of the advice that he dispensed was sound and logical Christ-based, I could get with that. But before that, I was like, he's just like every other actor, you know? I don't know what he does behind closed doors. I don't know what he's, he's doing. Talking text line says, why can't we... Nope, I need to go back even further. Question, why would Jesus have to be used in raising children considering thou shalt not steal or kill being used against black people since 1862, including Matthew eleven twelve? <clears throat> because that was then and this is now. That people can misuse. You don't dismiss something wholly simply because someone else misused it. But that's just me. Why can't we just raise children to judge by character and integrity? Because we need a benchmark. Now, Al, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I'm asking, you seem to be anti-religion or anti-Christian or something happened. I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm saying that, that I respect what you're saying, but I disagree. Um, considering there's so many divisions by Bibleville, Look up to self. Meh. Self would always let self down. 
Self will convince yourself that you're smart and you're this and you're that. You should care about people you, that care about you. I mean the people that are close to you, family, spouse, brother, sister. Outside of that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, I'll read some talking texts, and we'll really look at, at some of this. I think I'll try to answer some of these questions. These are some pretty deep questions. Y'all done went deep on the brother today. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Sound like you playing all the people that the system has come back and gotten rid of because they was outspoken. Tupac, Biggie. Uh oh, I'm seeing a pattern here. Seeing a pattern. Talking text line says, like back in the days when it came upon sex scenes and they cut it and then went to the another scene and then they finished getting out to bed or whatever they did, they didn't show the sex stuff. I don't need to cut. TV, that's okay if they cut TV. They got to cut radio. What do you mean by cut radio? I don't know what you mean by that. I've never seen sex scenes on the radio. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. That's from Big Beth from Ivy Moore. Just reading through some of the things that people are saying. Four one four four five eight said something interesting that I've been saying all along is that after integration, we went wrong. How did we go wrong? Like, what was it? Were we seduced into accepting certain things like are there certain things that happen when you live in suburbs i mean do certain things stay hidden like i notice because i hang out sometimes in a suburban starbucks and i listen to the interactions of people i listen to the way people dress the way people speak, the way people act, how everybody works out, how everybody like, what is this thing? I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that there's something. One day I need to have a show where I compare black to white. I mean, truthfully compare black to white. Because I watch people sometimes, white people, 
how they look at black people with disgust. I've watched people do it to me. Just turn their face up and snarl in disgust because I'm saying something they don't like or, or I'm just there, right? They think everything has to be done this way, their way, and anything outside of that is wrong. And I just, I just find that interesting because when you purport to believe in the Constitution, believe that people have freedom of speech, I guess we have to go back to, yeah, you have freedom of speech as long as it's speech we agree with. And you start to see those subtle differences. It's, it, it just amazes me. Instances where things have happened to me and I've been able to deal with it because I had a badge. And I'm thinking to myself, would this person have spoken to me away or said something to me in a way or did something to me had I not understood what they understood? How the whole conversation and complexion of the words change when they find out something? That's unfortunate. But something happened at immigration. Something happened when we started to dress a certain way, wear our hair a certain way, had to press our hair so that we can. Now, DZ, that's another one of those shows I might have to have, but I don't know if I can take it um, pro-natural hair versus pressed hair. And folk get to arguing and fighting about, yeah. Well, I, I want to live through it. That's that's my thing. I don't want to get because the both of them will turn on me, and then the fight will be on. But even even that, you know, because we live in America. I mean, there are there are people in America who literally curse Madam C.J. Walker because of what she did to black people's hair. But think of all the black women who could not have gotten jobs if they didn't live up to the expectation, press their hair, make their hair look like a white woman's hair to be able to get a job. I just think it's so wonderful when I walk around and see black women with an afro. Or with braids. Because I know women feel the same way men have felt for decades. At what point can I be me? At what point can I just show who I am? I've gotten to a point now in life where I am just going to show who I am as a black man. And if somebody doesn't like it, I don't care. They'll have to get over themselves because they're spending significantly more time on me than, than I am on them because I'm not really thinking about them. 833-212-1017. We had to denounce our own people in order to be around them. I'm assuming, Derek, you're saying we had to denounce other black people in order to be around white people in order to keep a job, get a job, move to a suburb. But have you been in those conversations where the people there are talking about people that look like you? And it's almost as if they're saying it and they're pretending like you're not there or they've actually accepted you as one of them. Or did they just tolerate you? 
And that's my pushback. I don't want to be tolerated. Because tolerated means you'll change your mind. Tolerated means I don't like you, but I'm going to put up with you because I have to. Don't do that. And it's unfortunate, but that's what a lot of black people do. Talking text line, Derek said, yes, that's what I'm saying. We have to denounce our own people in order to be around them. But here's the thing. When you denounce your own, I don't, Derek, I have to disagree with one part. I don't call, I don't know if I, I would, you can use the word. I would not use the word denounce. Me being me in order to make it doesn't take away from you. Many times we have in our head in order for somebody to be rich, somebody has to be poor. And it's just not true for somebody to win. Somebody has to lose in your mind. Sure. In actuality, I don't know if that's true. I don't think you had to denounce black people. I think you just had to decide how far were you going to go in order to be successful so you can help other black people. Because I was in a conversation. And I think I might have told this before we go to break. A person said I was working at a particular district. It was late at night, group of officers sitting around talking. And one of my colleagues said, if we were at an interview for promotion and there were black and white raiders, if a black officer came in, a black officer would expect help from the black raider to help them out. White people don't do that. And I said, excuse me, that's a lie. Well, why do you say that? I said, because you've automatically been given the questions before we even get there. So what are you even talking about? You've probably had contact with this person through somebody else already. Now, of course, I was out on a limb. I don't know if that really happened. But for somebody to make the assumption that black people are always begging and asking for help is insulting. And that's what I told them. I said, you know, that's insulting that 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 black people think they're not smart enough to pass something or get promoted. That conversation right there as a sergeant is the reason why I got promoted to lieutenant. Just so I could show them that even when you work against the system and the system is working against you, and oh, believe me, it did, you can still make it. But in that instance, it's not for you. It's for those coming behind you. And that's why I say denouncing people in order to be around them is to make it and to create a path for those coming behind you. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. When we come back, more talk, more texts, more you. 833-212-1017 is the number. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Ms. Madee said, nobody wears a fro like Pam Greer. Dude, I'm not going to even touch that. Because I say something, I'll be getting in trouble for the next six years. I'm not even touching that. Want to remind you, tune in to 1017 The Truth Gridiron Game of the Week this Friday as the Brown Deer Falcons host the Martin Luther Spartans. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock, so you can check out me, 4 to 6, Tory Lowe, 6 to 7, and then Brown Deer versus Martin Luther this Friday night for The Truth Gridiron Game of the Week on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com, presented by Gruber Law offices. Bob, what you want from Illinois? What's going on? Hey, Dr. Ken. Uh, you know, when I was in high school... Uh, was that back in the Stone to, Age? Was that back in the Stone Age you was in high school? Back in Stone Age? Okay. Okay. And then they said, uh, yeah, you got good hair. I said, you know, and then I, it, it took me a couple years to understand you know, that they meant I just got good hair. I said, no. Then after a couple years, by the time I got to be in my senior year, I said, good hair is nappy as hair with a good cut. I don't have no good hair. I got hair, my hair. Good hair. Good people, my black people, really describe straight hair kind of as good hair. You know, I mean, it's mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Bob. I think I think they used to do that. I think now people have been more open. I think people are more accepting of natural hair. I think natural hair is one of the most beautiful things in the world to see. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, I. You think so now? Huh? Oh, okay. Now, I mean, back in high school, that's what they used to say. But you know, and you know, I was about twenty-four years old. I'm going to say this real quick, if you don't mind. I was about 24, and I bought an all a house in an all-white neighborhood, Bensonville. You know where that's at. I know exactly where Bensonville Probably. is. You brave. Well, yeah, you know, my mother and father, they raised me. They just didn't say too much about slavery and stuff. So, but anyway, the guy came next door, and he said, we're going to pave your highway. I mean, your driveway, I said. I don't have no money to pave my driveway. And he says, we know. So they paved my driveway. And then they said to me, we're going to build an addition on uh, my friend's house. And we're going to need you to help. I said, I don't know how to build them. We know. We just want you to get on the roof and give them nails. And I did that. And then maybe 10 or 15 years later, I realized they were a little worried. A black guy moved into this neighborhood. We're going to keep that driveway. And then one thing he did, he cut his grass every week. And I'm used to cutting it every two weeks unless it rains. Every week. <laughs> every week. So I started cutting it every week and a half. You know, I said, okay, I'm going to try to keep up with him. But I said, my God, every week he cut his grass. Oh, boy. It's, it's, and then when I became single, because I, I was having kids then, it's, I stayed in a June, July, and August in a white neighborhood in Wisconsin. And there's a coldness 
he just can't shake. It's not bad. It's just because they got a different culture. If you think I'm going to be buying the Beatles and the Who or whatever and just learn to listen to that music, no way. I can't. <laughs> I was so good at getting back to Milwaukee, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I guess that, that, that's, that's it, uh, Dr. This is a too high plateau for me anyway. All right. So, all right. Thank you, Dr. Take care. Take care. All right. And and I guess we we well we put ourselves in positions and then we have to deal with it. So I don't know if you can complain. So if you move to Bensonville, and I don't know if you know where Bensonville is, but it's a um, western suburb, northwestern suburb. It's a suburb of Chicago, right? And and let's just say I would never move to Bensonville. That's just me. Let me remember where Bensonville. Yep, it's it's around the airport, just west of um, Schiller Park. It's on the eastern part of southeastern part of the airport, near the airport, Franklin Park, all that. Anyway, if that's where you move, then you have to deal with the fact that that's where you moved. And that means you got to take all the negative stuff that come with it, all the looking at you sideways because, you know, and the fact that you were in DuPage County with a portion of the town in Cook County, which is a whole other weird thing that what happened, that's what happens when you're up near the O'Hare Airport. But it just, it's it's just interesting. Um, I never would have thought black people would have been in suburbs growing up, but they were. You know, I would never would have thought that, but. A friend of mine told me black women have had it harder than black men. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. I think black men have had it harder. I think that's what's been shown black men having it harder. But black women, when you think about the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you smell, the way you wear your hair, your, your makeup. Everything about you is scrutinized when you go to work. What could be considered pretty on a white woman, on a black woman might be considered, well, that's out of line. You can't wear that. Well, wait a minute. How can she wear it and I can't wear it? Well, that's not appropriate. But I've been in places where they told people, hey, um, you can't wear that. Excuse me. They're wearing that. If they can wear it, she can wear it. You think people got upset about that? Black women wearing their hair blonde? Hmm. What if it was actually blonde? <laughs> he gave me the, ain't no black people with natural blonde hair. I know a few. They're mixed, though. But there's, right? That's a whole other conversation of if you're mixed and you're black and white, are you automatically black? Are you automatically white? Or does it matter how you look and all that? I'm not getting into that because that's going to be another fight. I need to save that for when it's a very slow day and I'm ready to fight because I want to get duked up.
that's a whole other and I'm not rephrase my siblings are not mixed I'll put it like that but I, I think that it's first of all I think it's a wonderful thing I think it's great um, but it has to have been significantly difficult for a black woman to be able to function in America when the expectation was something that was literally a fourth of your size, blonde hair and blue eyes. And the people that are looking at you don't look like you. Like, how'd you ever get a job? How'd you ever, like, I remember watching TV shows before we go to break. I remember the old TV shows we used to watch where all the black people in it, they were always subservient to a white male. There was a TV show called Mannix. M-A-N-N-I-A. This, this is like the 19, late 60s, early 70s. Mannix. It was a, uh, he was a private detective. And his secretary was Gail Fisher, an actress, black woman, beautiful black woman. Or when um, the TV show Julia, where she played a nurse. We were excited to have those because that's all we had. But each of them never had any accoutrements of black women. They were always very conservatively dressed, straight hair, and fairly thin. And I think it's unfortunate that, that we had to live that way then, but now I think it's great that we don't. And that now, instead of being judgmental, like many of us can be, significantly more open to just the beauty and the, the prestige that black women bring. I think it's one of the greatest things in the world. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. I should probably check the talking text line because I've been sitting here running off at the mouth and I haven't gone back to check. And so I'll do that. And when we come back, your talk, your text, 833-212-1017 is the number. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. says, Dr. Ken, unfortunately, a lot of black people are not comfortable enough to truly be themselves in the presence of some white people. Some black people will compromise their personal identity just to be falsely embraced by some white people who may consciously feel they're superior until the black people who are 
unstable in their own convictions become solid in their own beliefs, this will be a continuous vicious cycle. All right. So let me go through this. Unfortunately, a lot of black people are not comfortable enough to be themselves. Well, there's a reason for that. And so I think to make a general statement, we got to really dive into what that is. Um, And when you say presence of some white people, why not all or others? Wonder why. Some black people compromise their personal identity just to be falsely embraced. So are you saying white people cannot actively and positively embrace black people? Because I think they can. Some of them are married. So I would think that's a very valid um, um, way of proving that you actually embrace, are embraced by the white person who may consciously feel they're superior. Do you feel you're, hey DZ, do you feel you're superior to some people? I ain't gonna lie, I do. Okay, that's what I thought. Because I think everybody feels that way. I'm not diminishing that a white person does it to a black person, or, but usually when a person does that, they'll do it to anybody or everybody. It just depends on what perspective and what avenue you're coming from. But I understand exactly what it is you're saying. Um, Sometimes privilege allows you to see life through (laughs) not rose colored glasses, but your own colored glasses. And until the black people, let me see, goes on to say until the black people who are unstable in their own convictions. I wouldn't call them unstable. I'm trying I'm trying to see what word I would use. You call them unstable in their own convictions. Um, Hmm. I think sometimes we just play along to get along. You know, sometimes we just sit, grin, and bear it. I've done it many a time. I've done it, like, in recent weeks. Just sometimes you just suck it up. And some people just don't like you. Some people question every single thing you do. Some people question every single little thing. It's got to be this or that. Or somebody complained about something or somebody said something. You know, life is always like that. And at some point, you just can't be bothered with it. You just you just can't bother with what other people say. Sometimes it's time to just move on. And so that's what you do. 833-212-1017 is the number. Thank you to Associated Bank for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. Together, we're committed to uplifting local organizations and supporting black-owned businesses, whatever your financial needs are. Associated Bank can help. Member FDIC. Want to also say thank you to Gruber Law Offices for being a founding partner of the new 1017 The Truth. We're proud to be supported by a law firm who's made such a positive impact in our community. So if you or a loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call. That's all. So we got football coming up Friday. Packers play on Sunday. We got baseball all over the place. You, th- you think the you think the the I don't I don't let me hush because I believe in jinxing and I'm not going to jinx that other team. But I hope they make the playoffs. I hope they make the wild card. That would be exciting. I think that would be. 
Can I just be completely and totally and brutally honest and true? I love baseball. But I don't love playing baseball. I love playing softball. And I'm still salty. (laughs) I don't know if I ever said this publicly. I'm salty to this day that my mother would not let me play baseball. I think I might have said that before. My mother would not let me play baseball. I was so upset. I was mad at her for years. I wanted to play. You look, you see this? You see, I, I already started getting stressed and I started clicking the pen. Just thinking about it. Just, uh, uh, uh. Then you throw the pen. <laughs> look. Now I got to go get the pen. Um, I was mad at my mother for a long time. Because she wouldn't let me play baseball. I was good at playing baseball. I was good at playing the outfield. Um, I think I would have made a better... I probably would have been a pitcher. I like pitching. Um, like playing the outfield. But for some reason, she would not sign the letter. So so here, here's a kicker. When I went to CVS in Chicago, Chicago Vocational, I made the team. Like, I literally made the baseball team. And she wouldn't sign. She wouldn't let me go to the doctor to get a doctor's note so I could play. To play baseball. It's not like I was playing football. To play baseball. That was the year they went and took All-City. And usually the All-City team played the Catholic League and the public school league. They, they played each other, right? So we were number one in the public school, and we paid for the city championship in baseball. And I remember there was a guy that I played that that played on the baseball team. And he actually hit the wall at the old Comiskey Park. Like pow, like he was he was like he could play baseball, he could play football. If he had gone to college, he would have been a professional everything. He would have put Bo Jackson to shame, put it like that. And it was just amazing. It was just the most it was it was it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. So, you know, I'm still salty about it. Y'all pray for me. I'm still mad at my mama. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. But it was it was just one of those things you remember from life. And I always made it a point that whenever my kids wanted to do something, no matter how stressed I was, no matter how out of sorts I was, I said, let them do it. And I'm going to be there each time they play to make sure everything is safe and on the up and up. So that's what I did. And I sat through softball, basketball, and rugby. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Make sure you never miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms. Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. For me, I just say download the app and listen to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Tori Lowe shows up next. We want to say thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. God bless. DZ, appreciate you, brother. And we'll see you in about, I don't know, 22 hours or so. <laughs>